0: Hello and welcome to the Movie Spotlight on the Comic Book Page Podcast. My name is John Mayer. In this episode, we'll have a spoiler-filled discussion about a movie we think you'll enjoy. In this episode, I'm joined by my sister, and we're going to have a spoiler-filled discussion on Black Panther Wakanda Forever, the movie from 2022 that we just watched. And-
1: That might mean spoiling a lot of other Marvel stuff.
0: Oh, it almost (laughs) certainly will. And it's it's interesting because I liked the film. Mm -hmm. It was not, in my mind, as good as the first, but it's a sequel. Yeah. Sequels often don't live up to the original. It didn't have Chadwick Boseman because- he passed away between the two. And it had a lot of baggage from that that they really integrated amazingly well into the story.
1: Oh, they did a beautiful job with that. I felt the movie split their focus. I think the part that they nailed for me was dealing with the passing of Chadwick Boseman slash T'Challa. Well, the passing of the torch. And I think blending the two- and yeah, letting yeah. the audience and the cast mourn and the characters mourn was beautifully done. And I'm
0: grateful they did that. Well, even when they get to the, we're going to show the Marvel logo. Mm. And normally they show a bunch of different characters. All of it was Chadwick Boseman and it was silent. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of, let's give a moment of silence to to the guy, which very respectful, very well done. And given- just how well received and how good of a movie the first one was. Yeah. Uh, that was definitely, I think, uh, the appropriate thing to do and was definitely due. And I appreciated them dealing with the character death in light of the actor's death, doing a little bit rolling forward a year so we can get a little distance and such.
1: Well, but also acknowledging that grief doesn't magically go away. Yes. And Yes taking us on sort of the full journey of grief. You know, the fact a that- A time or two. Yeah. Well, but going through the whole, the what is it? The 12 stages of grief and the, you think you- I thought it was you, five. Maybe it is. The stages of grief, we'll call it that. It's
0: the 12 steps. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, maybe I need well, maybe a Maybe for 12, some people it is
0: 12.
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe I need a 12 steps program for the five stages of grief.
0: Could be, could be. Either way.
1: But you know, they really took us through the, even when you think you've accepted it, you haven't. Yeah. And things like that. So, they did that beautifully, but the focus was split between that and what, to me, felt from very early on like, hey, Aquaman
0: was popular in the theaters. Well, okay, let's let's talk about that whole side of the movie. Because at times, it's like, wasn't this called Black Panther Wakanda Forever?
1: Oh, no. This was called We're Gonna Compete with Aquaman.
0: I was gonna say it's, it's Avatar.
1: Way uh, of the Water? Way of
0: the Water or whatever, because blue people underwater for a lot of the film. Yeah. And I think I had maybe known but kind of forgotten that Namor was going to be in this. I hadn't known. It was not the actor I would have chosen for the role. Just like they were using Wakanda as a way to do a I don't want to say a black power kind of a thing mm-hmm. but basically addressing the fact that so many superhero characters are white men. Mm-hmm. It's like let's get some representation here which I totally think is needed yeah, yeah. and support it and stuff. Cuz I think it was Anthony Mackie who played Falcon who at one point said part of why he took the role is I think his son was was had made a comment on there were no superheroes that looked like him.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm just going to sidebar with if you ever have the chance to hear Anthony Mackie speak. Yeah. He's an incredible.
0: I'm looking forward to him as as Captain America. But I think that the first Black Panther film hit at the right time in the right way to really show that people of, of all colors, nationalities, backgrounds, et cetera, et cetera, can be heroes and such. And I felt with this film, they were trying to replicate that. And using it felt like Hispanic people for Atlanteans.
1: What I felt the first Black Panther movie did on that vein very successfully was you just think we live in huts. Yeah. Okay.
0: (laughs) You don't really know what it's like over in other parts of the world, you Americans. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Which is probably quite true.
1: I felt they nailed that aspect. I felt they really slipped in. The whole women's empowerment thing Mm -hmm. in a way that didn't irk me and didn't offend me.
0: Yes. Because, I mean, half the cast of this film, like, not just half, but the lead characters almost exclusively were were female here. Right.
1: And they came from the first movie. And they were the scene stealers in the first movie. Yeah. Both in terms of the action scenes and really the wit, the snark, the humor. Mm Mm-hmm. They really pulled it out there. And frequently, like when we'll watch a Hallmark movie, I will tease you endlessly. When we get to the part where there's a confrontation at the end, it's, oh, no, the woman has to protect herself.
2: Yeah. The man
1: has to be extraneous to the scene. We have to show women's empowerment in this way, and it drives me nuts because it feels forced.
0: Well, it feels so much of the complete opposite of the damsel in distress kind of a thing. Yes. And it's funny because here, the women are all very powerful, very have agency, and very strong, interesting characters. Shuri was just a complete scene stealer in the first film Mm -hmm. and didn't have that spark, snark, wit, whatever here. But I also, given the situation and the journey she was going through, didn't expect that or want that out of her.
1: Exactly, and here she was really putting a lot of pressure on herself. Oh yeah. As smart as you think you are, you failed your brother when it mattered most. You couldn't come up well, with the one answer you needed. guilt. Yes.
0: I felt there were a couple of opportunities for them to address the whole blip and yes. all of that. Who survived? Who was here for the five years? Who wasn't? How did that impact Wakanda? Totally ignored. But with, with them trying to basically say, oh, well, we had Wakanda, let's, let's do that in the first film, and now let's use the second Black Panther film to establish Atlantis and name more, and do that with, oh, they're from the Incans, the Mayans, or whichever it was, mm-hmm. it felt derivative. It was a complete revamp of the character and the backstory from the comics.
1: For me, it was derivative in a bad and weak way.
0: Oh yeah, totally. because
1: there were very few female characters there. We only truly got to know the leader. We had a few other characters that spoke and that we saw. But like we saw the female guards get shot. And honestly, I wanted the woman who came in to rescue Shuri. To, well, technically, I don't think Shuri needed rescue. I think Shuri had gotten herself into that position.
0: She was where she wanted to be and yes. had a game plan.
1: Yes. Okay, but I think the person who came in to basically said, say, "Hey, I'm extracting you now whether you're ready to go or not." Mm-hmm. I wanted her to have had the gun on the equivalent of stun.
0: Yeah. She didn't
1: know what she was walking into, so why was she was that aiming to kill?
0: Character from the first Black Panther film.
1: It was and it was the one that Chadwick Boseman's T'Challa was on again, off again, dating, flirting. That's what I thought.
0: It's been long enough since I've seen the first Black Panther film.
1: And that's what drives me nuts with so many of these films is the moment it started, I was wishing, wait, we should have rewatched the last five or 10 minutes. We probably of... should
0: have watched the first Black Panther film entirely.
1: Well, but that's the thing. Not only do I want to watch the whole first Black Panther movie, I wanted to watch the last five or 10 minutes with the Black Panther character. Because I didn't think that was in the
0: first Black Panther movie. No, it would have been in probably Endgame, possibly. Well, we would have wanted to watch a couple of the key scenes from Infinity War.
1: See, that's that's my problem.
0: Yeah, finding where what's the proper thing to kind of go catch up on.
1: Because I had it in my head that both Shuri and T'Challa blipped. But maybe it was only T'Challa. I'm
0: pretty sure it was both of them, but I'm not sure. And that would explain why the Queen was in power. But Yeah,
1: I really thought it was both of them.
0: Where the MCU is starting to suffer for me is so many movies over so long a period of time, with it being years between installments of a particular branch of the franchise. I, and these characters showing up in other places meanwhile.
1: I want them, since they've got Disney+, Plus, I want them to start giving us the equivalent of a zero episode on Disney+. Plus.
0: A refresher course going in. Yes. They do have some stuff where they're doing featurettes on different characters. I don't know if it's necessarily going to give us what we would want.
1: I want them to give me, even if it's 10, 20, or 30 minutes. Well, like uh, Grey's Anatomy one year did a blatant 42-minute zero episode. As I recall, was was Jeffrey Dean Morgan?
0: I was going to say, you need somebody who does the voiceover and the let me walk you through the story yeah. and the clips of it mm-hmm. to where they can give you the context of between this clip and the next, here's what's happening. You know, so-and-so did this, this happened, and here we are, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a thing.
1: Yeah. And I think if they can find the right face, if you will, and I don't genuinely mean face, I mean personality.
0: Or the right voice. The right the right narrator, the right guide.
1: Yeah. I mean, Hallmark Channel had Candace Cameron Bure doing their little kitsch stuff between movies Mm -hmm. on Thanksgiving weekend and stuff. And she was that personality that tied things together. And I think they need someone who is consistently doing these.
0: It's a shame that in the original Hulk film that really launched what has become the MCU although that was under universal but still if they had introduced Rick Jones and also used him as one of the things that gets the avengers together and such and use him kind of how he was in the comic of he's kind of sort of connected and knows everybody
1: mm mm mm-hmm.
0: kind of like how they were using colson
1: i was just thinking colson would be the one i would go with
0: having that kind of a, a thing to catch you up on things or whatever. And really, if they did it with Coulson, there'd be some people, how is he still alive? Because they didn't watch the show and the show kind of does and doesn't matter. But if they could use him, it gives them the possibility of just, I'm updating the S.H.I.E.L.D. files if S.H.I.E.L.D.'s around this week or not and and going from there. Mm -hmm. So I do think they've gotten enough continuity and stuff established that they need some refresher courses and they've veered enough away from the comics in enough places that certain things that they would be able to do from the comics, they just can't do here. I mean, this Namor has been around a while, but his origin is sufficiently different that I don't know that you could ever really do an Invader's storyline, where he teams up with, in World War II, Captain America, that version of the Human Torch, and Bucky and goes have you know some adventures
1: this namor annoyed me about the point which i realized he blamed the conquistadors for what happened to his mom and his people and then he started wanting to behave like the conquistadors
0: well namor is an annoying character in the comics but in different ways he is that namor and this namor acted in fundamentally different ways in some respects the I yield thing here is not what the the comic Namor would ever do.
1: You no, know, it didn't fit with, I felt, with the character here. Yeah. It was a ploy to survive. It was not genuine, I felt.
0: It wasn't genuine. Here, he's much more manipulative, and he was doing all of this to get Wakanda to to have sympathy for them and to need Atlantis down the line, whereas the comic book Namor was, is not Scheming like that, he's a much more emotional, mercurial kind of a character. And you wrong me, woe be unto you! All the the whole force of Atlantis will attack.
1: I also found myself wishing Bucky and some of the other characters would get mentioned because Namor's stand was Wakanda is alone is effectively isolated against all the other countries on the
0: surface, which. Doesn't make sense after Infinity War and Endgame, where it was one of the two major beachheads of the war against Thanos. Mm-hmm.
1: But even if the other governments want the vibranium from Wakanda and there's that political tension, mm-hmm. Wakanda is allied with how many of the superheroes? Well, yeah, of the exactly. World. And so that was, there were a number of things that just rubbed me wrong throughout the movie.
0: Yeah. I felt this was a bit disconnected from the rest of the Marvel universe. I'm trying to think if there was any character in here that originated from one of the other films. I don't think there was. And you know, the biggest omission from that is Iron Man should have been mentioned. Mm. I mean, there was a mention of, "Oh, she's got Iron Man armor" when we get Riri Williams, who basically designs her Ironheart suit here, but There should have been a how did you get the designs, did you know Tony, and yeah, something there. But it's funny because this movie was what, two and a half, two hours, 40 minutes or something?
1: Something like that, yeah.
0: They had time. Yeah. And I don't feel like they wasted time. There are a couple of places like, do we really need slow-mo here? Hmm. But it's like they were telling the passing of the torch story with the death of T'Challa and – Shuri taking over and the whole Atlantis versus Wakanda arc Mm -hmm. and kind of overlapping and trying to dovetail the two. And there are times where one of them just gets put on pause so the other can progress and then we flip the other way.
1: I felt, as I said, I felt the passing of the torch story they did a lot of really great stuff with. And then over on the Atlantis story, it's, wait, I thought they could breathe underwater and swim, but how are they flooding Wakanda?
0: Yeah. The flooding Wakanda never made sense. The compressed water bomb stuff, interesting. But again, can we get a minute or two explanation on this? I mean, you've got a bunch of Wakanda scientists who you would think would study this.
1: Yeah. Though I will say that the Queen's final scene or two there in the palace with Riri, I loved it.
0: I did, but there's also an aspect of the palace is really, really, really tall. Yes. And suddenly it's all flooded and with that much water, it's not like pushing out the windows and draining it out or anything. It's like- I'll
1: I'll agree with that, but she wasn't in favor of the scientist Riri being brought to Wakanda. Yeah. And yet when it comes down to it, you can see where T'Challa got his morals from.
0: Oh, yeah. She did the right thing as would T'Challa.
1: You know, so there was a lot of show don't tell Mm -hmm. that was beautifully done. And then when she is literally drowning, she makes the most amazing choice. She does the
0: heroic thing to save the other person, even risking her own life in the process. Absolutely.
1: And I mean, that was just so beautiful, especially when juxtaposed against Namor. Yeah. And Namor's doing all of this seemingly because of how his mother died. And we're watching what he's doing to Shuri's mother?
0: Yeah. Well, and the I've I've killed her, you're queen now. I'm going to be back in a week to, to kick your butt yet again. Yeah. And that, of course, gives them the time to regroup, get strategy, get powered up effectively in a few cases.
1: I got to say that the armor outfit thing that Shuri was making that Okoye didn't like, it looked better on the mannequin than it looked in <laughs> real life.
0: What bothered me with that is it's essentially Iron Man-ish armor to, to even the playing fields with superpowered Atlanteans. So, when we get to the fight scenes, every time she wants to give a one-liner, the mask has to come off, give the one-liner, mask comes back on. Now, you know at some point we're going to get one of these films, not necessarily a Marvel one, but some film, be it sci-fi, superhero, whatever, where that kind of mask on and off thing happens. But it's the bad guy doing it. And the, the 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 good guy is going to realize, uh, he's giving the one liner, mask comes off, pop
1: either that or the function breaks
0: you yeah <laughs> that's that's the uh the the comedy version of it
1: you did one one liner too many,
0: yeah, no. it's like oh I oh, damn it, it, gets stuck halfway all the time. Give me a second, you know yeah there
1: was something about how the mask flowed back towards the shoulders that actually made it look more Atlantean than Wakandan.
0: yeah. Yeah,
1: and so I was like, "Well," and she was such an aqua greenish that I was like, if she was still red, I would know for sure she was Wakandan. But now she's starting to blend with Namor's people. And then there was one point when they're all walking out in Wakanda, and I'm like, "And we have the rainbow of characters."
0: I think the other thing, not that they needed to drop more continuity things into this already really long movie, but I'm wondering if how vibranium. Got to Earth was the Cree, mm. and that there was something around that, which is why what became the Atlanteans turned blue and stuff when they used whatever they, they drank and stuff off the, the vibranium.
1: That came from a plant.
0: I'm just wondering if it was a Cree plant. Oh, I see. Because the Cree uh-huh. are blue. We've gotten them in, in both Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Captain Marvel and such.
1: And the plant grew in vibranium rich soil. Yeah. Got it.
0: Okay but the other thing is when we got to the beach at the end with the fight scene there one of my first thoughts is wait isn't that where the eternals fought <laughs> yeah you know cuz again we've got another alien race and this setting up yet another okay in the MCU depending what you do and don't include and you could you could argue various cases we've we've certainly got the eternals wakandans are human but they're special yeah now we've got the Atlanteans. we had the uh inhumans trying to think what else we've had. We've had a few others, a few branches of Inhumans in, in the TV side of it.
1: If I were going to make my self-destruct feature voice activated, and I was Wakandan, I don't think I would set it to Wakanda forever.
0: Uh, yes. <laughs> that, that's like the equivalent of the clapper over there. Yeah, you know, Wakanda whatever, all the lights turn on, they turn back on.
1: Yeah, right. And I'm not sure how you fly a ship, you just self-destructed.
0: Yeah. The thing that got me with the technology was – maybe it was this way in the first film. The voice of the AI was uh, Trevor Noah, who'd mm-hmm. been uh, for The Daily Show for quite some time. And he did a good job. Mm-hmm. So uh, I
1: also want to know how you plant a uh, listening device on one of
0: those bead bracelets. Yeah, I had problems with that. Julie Dreyfus' character is interesting, but the appearance here – and that's one that actually was from a different branch of, of the – Marvel Cinematic Universe than, uh, than Black Panther, because I think we first saw her in Falcon and Winter Soldier.
1: That's what I'm thinking.
0: And then the Black Widow movie, mm-hmm. and then maybe one of the other TV shows. But the appearance here seemed to have no relevance to her appearances elsewhere, which is what's building up to a uh, Thunderbolts. I forget if that's a movie or a streaming thing.
1: She could have been any character
0: here. Absolutely. Absolutely. One or two scenes would have had to change the location of or whatever, but it would have worked just as well.
1: I did love the uh, running scene for Agent Ross. Yeah. I yeah. mean, He actually got some of the best humor of the movie, I feel.
0: He did. He did. I just felt where they ended with him, I was expecting another scene mm-hmm. in the credits or something like that just to you know put a spin on it or something. Because mm-hmm. I didn't feel that ended on a pleasing – not a pleasing note, but a satisfying note.
1: It ended on a, and now we leave you to assume what happened.
0: Yeah. But again, for a film that opens on a death and closes on kind of a memorial sort of a thing of that death and stuff, there's a lot of aspects of this film that have downer aspects, yet it still wasn't as depressing as, say, Batman versus Superman, which started and ended with a funeral.
1: Yeah. Definitely watch the uh, mid credit scene that lifts you back up.
0: Yes. Yes, I thought that was that was good. I would not have done that as a mid-credit scene. I would have because the credits are are continuing the scene that we just cut out of. Yeah. Although it took me a minute to realize, oh, that's what this is. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the end credit scene that kind of completes the scene. I really would have had all that before going to the credits.
1: I would have too. I really would have.
0: Because I felt that ended on a better note. Much better. And I would have wanted a few things earlier on that hinted that what they said up there at the end through a few lines of dialogue earlier on that a few people were in the know. And if you know that you can turn interpret the dialogue, but
1: I I'm wondering if we saw something earlier that, Set the
0: scene for it, set the stage for it.
1: I'm wondering if something we saw in that McCret scene we had also seen earlier. When we saw um Nakia at work.
0: Maybe. I, um, I was thinking there was some stuff that the Queen should have
1: I think the queen made, should have said something, made yes.
0: reference to or whatever. And if they, if that is in the movie, it was lost on me.
1: Me too. I think if there had been a live dialogue of kind of the, I know there's a reason you yeah. enjoy safer work these days. Yeah. And let us assume it was because of T'Challa's death.
0: But actually, the dialogue with the queen there of why didn't you come back and all mm-hmm. of that runs counter to yeah. the dialogue we get at the end. Yeah. So, I, I felt that- some of that felt like a reshoot and a rethinking, mm-hmm. and the film didn't jive with itself in that respect, yeah, again, I enjoyed it. I thought it was long. Mm. I felt some of the action sequences didn't play as well as we've gotten in some of the other films. They weren't bad, but
1: but in the previous films, for me, the scene stealers were the women, and this one M'Baku, was the scene stealer,
0: oh, yeah, he did some great stuff. He was very well used mm-hmm. but even if you open up the the Comparison on the action stuff, I would say one of the best sequences we've had in recent years, post Endgame, because of course that a whole nother bar right there was some of the stuff with the opening of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh yeah, with Falcon flying through the helicopters and some of all that. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel any of this had quite the level of creativity or snappiness to it, or the the rhythm of some of the other stuff. Or even when in Civil War. Like Black Widow's having to pick up Cap's shield and stuff like that, and some of the dialogue. I wasn't expecting the humor here because where the characters were at didn't seem to make that work, but it felt uninspired on some of the action stuff. Yeah. And I do think there were some moments that they could have interjected a little bit of humor. I mean, if they had managed to capture or get one of those water bomb things and it hadn't gone off, Mm -hmm. and you had Riri and Shuri studying it in the lab and inadvertently. You know, knocking it, it knocks him back, floods the place, and they get a good laugh out of that or something like that yeah. to lighten the mood. Yeah. You know? There were some opportunities for some of that, but they were so busy setting up Atlantis in world building. And and part of the fun of the MCU is the world building. Yeah. But let's face it, they've done so much world building without payoff.
1: When, when we get down to – and their Atlantis is called, what, Telecon?
0: Something like that, which I don't know where they got the name from.
1: But when we get down there, we see lots of people. But really, I didn't feel like we saw this great and awesome
0: city. I didn't feel we saw a great and awesome city. And beyond Namor, Namora, and Atuma, I don't know that any other Atlantean was named. Yeah. Or distinct or recognizable. Whereas again, you go back to how many of these characters here... Oh, yeah, we saw that guy in the first film. Maybe I don't remember his name or whatever. hmm But there's some shows and movies that do a better job establishing the society and the, the community.
1: I honestly didn't even understand the face masks.
0: I thought they were covering the nose and mouth. There was a line that implied like water and that the, it was a water thing so they could breathe.
1: But they needed them in the water and out of the water. I or wore them in the water and out of
0: the water. I know we saw them when they were in the air pockets underwater. And of course, how you got this big cavernous air pocket underwater, I don't know. But there's a lot of those things that just didn't make sense. And we never get any semblance of understanding of Atlantean technology or whatever. Because again, even though you've got all these scientists, nobody bothers to, oh, I wonder how this works.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, is there anything we could do to disable their breathers and get them to where they can't fight out of the water? Mm-hmm. Gosh, that would be good.
1: Well, but then we seem to establish that they have gills going back to the. So, they're not using – I got confused. There was a mention
0: of gills. I don't know that they said that they had them or not. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I got confused. That's all I'm saying. I think
0: they got confused.
1: Oh, well, I feel better.
0: Again, it was not a bad film, but I think it was trying to do too much or too many different things and weren't able to interweave them into one coherent story. It felt like there was kind of the two stories at odds with each other not Mm -hmm. really fighting with each other, but not working in harmony either.
1: Yeah. I don't feel like Namor was the right other plot to put with grieving T'Challa.
0: And I don't know what a good other plot would have been. I would have set up Atlantis mm-hmm. and introduced maybe Namor and You're Not Alone and then set that up for the whole confrontation we get here being the next film or something. Mm-hmm. But because you need something. Yes. To give the character something to do as they're dealing with the grief, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think if you had kept the vibranium tracker, Namor stopping it and introducing himself to Wakanda, but then Wakanda's having to deal with what they think is this one lone Atlantean and protecting him, not realizing there's all of Atlantis under there. Yes. You know, and that could have been the big reveal at the end.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That I think could have worked a lot better. Yeah. Because you could have given a little bit more of the political spin, still kept some of the action as the other governments are still trying to poke it at Wakanda and realizing, you know, eventually maybe that's not such a good idea. Mm -hmm. But that's not what they did. Mm -mm. And there is a part of me that would love to see from some parallel world what Black Panther 2 with Chadwick Boseman would have been. Yeah, Because his absence was felt. Mm Mm-hmm. But I also think all of the other people in the cast, particularly the the Shuri character, stepped up to the forefront. Oh, yeah. And did a great job. So, I I, I wasn't thinking, oh, man, if only he was here, we'd have a decent film. No, we had a great film. Yeah, we did. It had some problems, but the characters were solid. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I I do think his, his passing obviously fundamentally changed aspects of what this story would have been.
1: I'm glad they wrote his passing in.
0: Yes. And not just wrote it in, but dealt with it. Yes. Yeah. And I kind of feel like this film, had he been alive, would have taken that part out and just been the whole Atlantis, Namor stuff. Mm -hmm. But they had that film and it's okay. How can we keep that and deal with his passing? Mm -hmm. And to their credit, again, they put a lot of effort in dealing with it. And I think they did that very successfully and satisfactorily. Yeah. It just, again, the two storylines- didn't fit together as well as I think they could have. Well, not as well as I think they could have. Uh, obviously, I think they could have done better, but I think they were trying to tell too much story in, a f- in this film.
1: Yeah. I came into this for the passing of the torch. Yeah. So, for me, from that vantage point, I enjoyed the movie. I think they, they delivered on that. I just wish that what, to me, was the B-plot had been stronger.
0: I think different people are going to have different opinions as to what was the A-plot and the B-plot.
1: Oh, definitely. Definitely.
0: Because there was a point where it felt like we went, I'm going to say 20, maybe 30 minutes without Namor at the, we're going to have to go deal with him. He's flown off telling us he's going to be back in a week and now we're going to go deal with it. At which point, what is the story of this film? Yeah. And I do think that instead of doing these two cultures collide on the global stage or one's trying to stay off the global stage, but you know what I mean? Yeah was a distraction from the more character driven story that they they did try to tell and tell well, but could have told even better mm-hmm. if they'd had a better MacGuffin story, if you will, to kind of give them something to be dealing with, but not stealing the focus from the character thing. You know, if it was really treated as what would normally have been the A story in a Marvel film, mm-hmm. is relegated to the B story yeah. because these characters are so busy dealing with life and death, literally. And I think that would have been a very interesting direction for them to go. And I think it would be possible to edit this film down to a maybe an hour and 45 minute kind of a film that really focuses on those aspects, jettisons a lot of the, oh, let's go have Wakanda fight Atlanteans ad nauseum. Mm -hmm. And granted, not all of it would work. You don't have all the pieces you need, but I think you could have wound up with a really tight film that really could have stood up much better to the first film than this did.
1: If they had gone with, like you were saying, where they only really brought in Namor mm-hmm. and they saved the rest of Atlantis for the next film, I also think they would have had more time for Okoye being demoted from General.
0: Yeah, because that almost got kicked to the curb afterwards. It felt like she she shows up, she does some stuff, but… She never deals with the grief of the queen dying and a yeah. few things like that. It just, yeah.
1: I really yeah. felt at that point she got the short end of the script.
0: Oh, again, they had too much they were trying to do.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, they almost tried to deal with it when Shuri brought her in and said, no, no, I need you to step up as what, the Midnight Angel?
0: I think so. And, and step- that's something from the comics.
1: But it it was kind of too little, I don't want to say too late, but just it, it was not enough for that yeah you know especially since at that point seems like sherry had the literal power to make her a general again
0: yes you were a civilian i'm i'm recruiting you again or what have you
1: yeah but
0: one of the, the weaknesses of this film though is at the end i didn't feel like they really gave us the almost the montage at the end to say okay And Riri makes it back and oh yeah, she does have the plans for the armor and she can Mm. go build it or maybe it was in the trunk whatever. Or here's what happened to Ross. Here's what happened, you know.
1: I wanted Riri to have one of the bracelets.
0: Yeah, that would have been nice too.
1: I, I wanted Riri to have honored the, I built the armor as she said to help clean up the mess I didn't know I made, but by having the bracelet, she's still in direct contact
0: with Wakanda. Or even if it's indirect, because then you could have Trevor Noah do the voice of the AI and the Queen's busy right now or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. kind of tie things together that way. Yeah. So, again, enjoyed it, liked it, didn't love it, didn't think it was good as the first, didn't expect it to be. Yeah. Curious where they go next. Frustrated with the continued world building given that the Eternals are mid story. We've got other things kind of mid flight, and I-, I feel like it's sprawling out and not getting tied back together mm-hmm. occasionally like they used to do a better job of.
1: I think anyone who walked out the moment the credits started feels the movie ended entirely differently than anyone who saw the mid-credits scene.
0: I think the mid credit scene did a good job of shifting the emotional tone mm-hmm. and the personal story versus how typically those scenes are either, in a few cases, just a lame joke, or in more cases, a teaser for the next thing or mm-hmm. something of that sort. This one, I felt, was a character moment that, again, should have been before the credits.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think it really brought back that that sense of hope that yeah. Black Panther story, the two movies, tend to be about.
0: Well, I'm just curious how much of this I'm going to remember in three to four years, if and when we get a Black Panther 3.
1: Not enough. We're going to have to re-watch the two movies. And that frustrates me, but that's becoming the norm, unless they give us an episode zero like I'm asking for.
0: At some point, the Marvel Cinematic Movies are just – they're going to end. If that ever does happen in our lifetime, because it could go for quite some time, it would be very interesting to marathon through all of them knowing here's what the eventual end, end, end game was. Yeah. Or if it just fizzled out. So, anything else?
1: I think that does it. Cool.
0: Cool.